Today's family Bible story, as we look toward Holy Week, is Jesus' trial before Pontius Pilate in Matthew 27, 1 through 26. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The central thoughts for this particular study for the children would be these four points. Number one, Pontius Pilate acted in God's place by declaring Jesus to be innocent and sentencing him to death. Corresponding to this would be those sections from the Table of Duties that speak about the civil authorities operating in the stead of God and exercising his authority. So when Pontius Pilate does that, he is declaring Jesus innocent in God's place. Number two, Jesus is our innocent substitute who shed his blood and died in the place of all mankind. Number three, only in the blood of Jesus can there be forgiveness of sins and salvation from death and condemnation. Number four, through the blood of Jesus who died in our place, we become sons of the Father through faith in him. So you will notice in Matthew's testimony to the passion of our Lord in this trial before Pontius Pilate, the strong emphasis upon blood. So we read from Matthew chapter 27. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. The trial before the Sanhedrin took place late at night on Thursday and possibly even the early morning hours of Friday. It is now when they deliver Jesus to Pontius Pilate between 5 and 6 a.m. Verse 3. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. There is the first reference in chapter 27 to blood. Judas betrayed innocent blood, the blood of Jesus, the Son of God. The verse continues. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Please notice that when Jesus came back to the chief priests, remorseful, with 30 pieces of silver, they did not operate as faithful pastors in any sense. Here was a broken man, filled with despair over what he had done in betraying his Lord, and they send him away. What is that to us? You see to it. And he did, attempting to atone for his own sin, he hangs himself, committing suicide. Verse 6, But the chief priests took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, 
because they are the price of blood. There's the second reference to blood. 30 pieces of silver were the price for Jesus' blood, and this is set forth in the Old Testament, the prophet Zechariah. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Here is now the third reference to blood. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. So notice how throughout the Passion, every step of the way, every scene, every action, is the unfolding of the fulfillment of the scriptures which foretold these things. Verse 11, Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Now when the governor, Pontius Pilate, asks this question, he is asking, Are you claiming to be the Messiah, the Christ, whom the Jews are expecting? So Jesus said to him, It is as you say, which means, yes, I am the king of the Jews, I am the Christ. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? And he answered him, Not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. This silence of Jesus, as Matthew's testimony records, corresponds to Isaiah 53, where Jesus is described as a lamb who is led to the slaughter and silent before its shears, meaning he does nothing to defend himself against any false accusations. Verse 15. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Barabbas' name means son of the father. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that because of envy they had delivered him while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Notice Pilate's wife calls him a just man or a righteous man. The chief priests and elders of the people envied Jesus because of the faith that so many of those common people had placed in him. Verse 20, But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, 
who is called Christ. They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. So notice, the man whose name, Barabbas, means son of the father, is set free in order that the true son of the father might be executed on the altar of the cross. Barabbas stands for all of us. So we are set free by the Son of the Father that we, through the forgiveness in Jesus' blood, might become sons of the Father in his name. Verse 24. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. There's the fourth reference to blood, where Pilate, in a sense, washes the blood from his hands into this basin of water. And we think here of holy baptism. For Jesus' sake, the blood of the cross is mingled with the water of baptism. It is the instrument by which the blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins is communicated to us that we might become sons of the Father through the Son of the Father, Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 25, And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Here's the fifth reference to blood. And like so many of the characters in the Passion, Without realizing what they're saying, the people answered rightly and prophesied, His blood must be on us and on our children, or we cannot be saved. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. This is the word of the Lord. St. Matthew's account of Jesus' trial before Pontius Pilate emphasizes that it is the shedding of Jesus' blood alone that results in the forgiveness of sins and eternal salvation. Instead of directing Judas to God's mercy and forgiveness in the Savior, the chief priests and elders of the people turned Judas away from the true Savior and he fell into despair. Even though Judas was remorseful for having betrayed innocent blood, he could not save himself and take away his sins by committing suicide. As the civil authority, Pontius Pilate acted in God's place when he declared Jesus' innocence and then sentenced him to death for us. We confess this in the Apostles' Creed when we say that Jesus was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Pilate truly was innocent of the blood of this just person, because Jesus' suffering and death was the Father's will for our salvation. And Jesus willingly laid down his life in death for the whole world. When the people cried out to Pilate, his blood be on us and on our children, they unwittingly declared the great truth that it is only through Jesus' blood that we have forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and salvation. He bore our sins and the sins of the whole world as the unblemished Lamb of God. 
and by his suffering and death in our place, our sins are taken away and we are declared righteous for Jesus' sake. Let us pray. Almighty God, everlasting Father, your only Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, was crucified under Pontius Pilate according to your loving will to save the world. By the shedding of his blood in our place, we have the promise of the forgiveness of all our sins and the gift of everlasting life. We give thanks to you for Jesus' suffering and death on our behalf. Teach us always to believe in the blood of Jesus for our forgiveness and to take comfort only in what Jesus has done for us upon the cross. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.